So I used to have this teacher back in high school. His theory was, or his question was, what's heavier? Is it water or land that's heavier? And he always believed that the Northern Hemisphere was actually underneath and the Southern Hemisphere was actually on top. Because <laughs> so, land is heavier? Because <laughs> land is heavier. It's his theory. But heavier is the wrong word. Because <laughs> it's a ball. Denser, maybe. All being pulled to the but middle. Which one's heavier, a kilogram of steel or a kilogram of feathers? <sighs> on his theory? On his theory, <laughs> us Australians are not upside down. Do y'all have maps? That's, what, that's exactly what somebody upside down would say. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> do, you, do you have do you have maps that that show you on top the whole world reversed, flipped over? Ah, uh, the the alternative projections. Yeah, have you seen those? No. Okay. Yeah. Go look it up. Yeah. Um, oh, there's some there's some alternative now. projections, yeah. as Tyler was just saying. Everything everything's flipped over, but then the words are also right side mm. up when you look at it with it flipped over. Anyway. Check it out. Let's get to the show. It's Friday, April 30th. You're listening to the Tech Breakfast Podcast, the show that brings you delicious tech news and all the hot takes you can handle with Tyler Gates, Russ Cantwell, and Aaron Bewley. On the show with us today, we have our Australian senior field correspondent again, Kieran Sheldon. Welcome to the show. Good morning. How you doing? Good night to you, sir. Yes. Good stuff. Good stuff. Okay. Uh, it's my wife's birthday today, so let me just start off happy by saying happy birthday, birthday to her. Birthday to Joanna. <laughs> happy birthday, <laughs> <we go>. Joanna. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Now that we're talking about April 30th, let's look back into the annals of time and say, what happened on this day in tech history? Well, April 30th, 1993, the World Wide Web launches in the public domain. Did y'all know wow. that? Ooh. That's big news. I didn't remember it being 1993. Yeah. That seems late for some yeah. reason. I don't know. Yeah. Isn't that uh, interesting? Is, is it there? Well, the World Wide Web like as we f- know it. Well, not the really as we know w- it. W- <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The first WWW. W- 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 yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, let me read it. April 30th, 1993, four years after publishing a proposal for, quote, an idea of linked information systems. Computer scientists Tim Berners-Lee released the source code for the world's first web browser and editor. Originally called Mesh, the browser that he dubbed World Wide Web became the first royalty-free, easy-to-use means of browsing the emerging information network that developed into the internet as we know it today. That's clearly fake news. I didn't hear Al Gore's name once. (laughs) Right? (laughs) (laughs) Control F. Looking for Al Gore, <laughs> nada, nothing. <laughs> oh, man, cool. Berners-Lee was a fellow at CERN, the research organization headquartered in Switzerland. Other research, uh, research institutions like the Massachusetts Institute of Technology. These are difficult words for early in the morning on a Friday. And Stanford, <laughs> and Stanford University um, had developed complex systems for internally sharing information. And Berners-Lee sought a means of connecting CERN systems to others. And that's when he outlined the plan. Nice. This was back in 89. Um, developed it over the, the Science. Years. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty it's cool. It's always about the science. Pretty cool. Okay. Let's do another one. April 30th, 1897. British physicist J.J. Thompson. No P. Just T-H-O-M-S-O-N. Thompson. It's like hamster. Is there a P in hamster? There's no P in hamster. It's H-A-M-S-T-E-R. Oh, but everyone says there be a- hamster. Hamster. But then you say something like raspberry. And you don't say the P, but there's a P in raspberry. Oh, some of us do. 
raspberry raspberry pies no i don't Mm. that's actually very awkward (laughs) anyway my wife could probably tell us why oh yeah that's true bring it around it has to do with some kind of consonant clustering issue Mm. you're a consonant cluster okay british physicist jj thompson (laughs) no p announces the discovery of electrons april 30th 1897 big deal it sounds kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah a, it's kind of like a big deal. Yeah. He discovered that atoms were made up of smaller components. This finding revolutionized the way scientists thought about the atom and had major ramifications for the field of physics. That is, you, that is a big deal. Well That's, yeah. uh, you know, all the, all of the recent new particle, uh, at least mathematical validations of discovery getting closer and closer to actually being called a discovery of, of something even more subatomic than, uh, previously subatomic things, right? Yeah, um, it's it's crazy to imagine. Uh, what year did you say that was? It was nineteen eighteen or no eighteen seven? Eighteen ninety seven. So almost yeah. nineteen hundred. So almost the turn of the century there, and mm-hmm. someone discovered electrons. We've since you know dove down into all of the fancy quarks and gluons and everything that comes along with that. And we're still discovering new subatomic particles. Oh yeah. String theory, all this kind of crazy stuff, right? Wild. Yeah. So he originally called them, we call them electrons. He originally referred to them as corpuscles. Yeah. I don't know why. I'd love to know the etymology behind that. Let's see. A minute body. So in biology, (laughs) it's a minute body or cell in an organism, especially a red or white cell in the blood of vertebrates. Fair enough. Yeah. Okay. I'm glad somebody decided to distinguish between particle physics and biology at some point, though, because that I feel would have been quite confusing going forward, especially so is, because then physicists couldn't use a new word to poke at biologists when they were all like corpuscles. It's the smallest thing in the world. And then physicists <laughs> and particle physicists in particular could be like, no, it's not. Check this out. And then feel almighty about it because that's how science works. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Uh, I'm just reading on um, Thompson likened the composition of atoms to plum pudding with negatively Mm, charged corpuscles dotted throughout a positively charged field. Ah, so he's the one who arbitrarily decided to make electrons a negatively charged particle. Thanks for that. Yeah, not. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, let's. uh, Yeah, let's move on. All right. Uh, we talked about Yahoo on Monday, and I saw a funny tweet about it, and I couldn't resist, so I had to bring it up here. Um, this, is, this is on Twitter from a uh, at Z- Xavier Helgeson. In 2013, Yahoo bought Tumblr for only $1.1 billion. Today, Tumblr makes $1.1 billion every 1.1 billion days. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. super successful then <laughs> it's pretty funny <laughs> oh that's that is funny oh man all right cool. yeah i'm gonna retweet that one so y'all can go find it yahoo i don't know how old this article is but it's top of ars technica verizon tries to sell yahoo and aol after spending nine billion on fallen giants oh yeah this is well, this oh, just happened yeah. right yeah AOL, like they still around? I don't know. No, 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 no. Did you say? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I must have misheard. Yeah. Say this again. Uh, so Verizon tries to sell Yahoo and AOL after spending nine billion dollars on fallen giants. Okay, Wait, yeah, where what, are you seeing this? That's, that's what I'm asking. Ars Technica. 
uh, like right now. Top. Yeah. Why? That's that's why I'm confused. Like I said, it started just I don't know if this is an old article, but it's dated today. Oh my gosh! Yeah, Verizon tries to sell Yahoo after spending yeah. nine billion on fallen giants. Well, okay. So what is the context? I must know. Yeah. Verizon is exploring a sale of assets, including Yahoo and AOL, as the telecommunications giant looks to exit an expensive and unsuccessful bet on digital media. That's in the Wall Street Journal that came from. It was Verizon's attempt to do, it was a media play, apparently, and it failed catastrophically against Google and Facebook in the advertising market. Yeah. Oh, ouch. Now I see where the Tumblr news came from. Tumblr, which Yahoo bought for $1.1 billion in 2013 was sold to wordpress.com by Verizon uh, and at the, yeah yeah so Verizon sold it at the yeah. time a source familiar with the deal puts the price tag well below 20 million they Oof. bought it for 1.1 billion and sold it for closer to 10 <laughs> oh 10 million sorry million yeah, 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 like yeah. orders of magnitude off the purchase wow that's a little m right Oh my gosh. Uh, yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's a really that tiny point, M. Compared That's to a really tiny M. <laughs> Ugh, ouch. Okay. Another funny tweet that I had seen. We, we talk about cars every now and then, but I don't know if y'all follow uh, Carl Quintanilla. He's on CNBC. Anyway, uh, the US Security and Exchange Commission is probing Volkswagen because I think it was on April 1st, they said they were going to change their name to Volkswagen, V O L T S, as a, as a nod to EV. Volkswagen, yes, sure, we'll say it that way. Uh, and that the joke, yeah, and that the joke might have affected their stock price. And so the SEC is investigating them. And all the while I'm sitting okay. here thinking they should just reference Elon. That's what I said uh, in, in everything. The, in the tweet. Just quote just like, tweets. Golly, like how can you okay, it was a joke, first of all, kind of a cool one. Maybe they should have stuck with it. I don't know, whatever. But when I first heard it, saw it on my Echo show. And I was like, oh, that's kind of funny. That's that's a funny joke. There's no way they're actually going to rename their company to Volkswagen. Now they're getting investigated for potential SEC awesome. fraud and, and stock price manipulation, all this kind of stuff. But I'm thinking, how in the world... Maybe they has- will also get a slap on the wrist mm. that they can ignore outright. <laughs> right? They're going to find you $2 million. <laughs> how in the world are they not going to uh, go after Elon for everything he does on well, Twitter? They, I mean, they the did. Time? It did go after Elon. Did Elon really? just kind of said, I don't care. Yeah, he he was he he had I think he settled, but ultimately he wasn't he's not allowed to make certain comments. He's supposed to like have his tweets reviewed. There was a whole thing. The SEC came after him. I can't remember if it was after one of the early ones where I don't remember exactly what he said, or if it was after the one where he said Tesla's priced too high or something like that. Yeah. They were like, You can't do that. And yeah. and that's where I think it was who was he being interviewed by? Uh is that is it Martha? I forget. I forget the interviewer. She's very famous, but she just said, so does anyone review your tweets? And he's like, no. I was like, well, then how are you complying with the SEC? And he's like, look, I will, I will honor the SEC's respect or, or request, but I don't respect them. Like, like he basically just <laughs> okay. said, this is stupid. And, and I'm going to do the bare minimum to follow, you know, the, the letter of the law here. And, and yeah. I was just right there in an interview, yeah. <laughs> blatant, Almost disregard, right? So to flip back to Volkswagen, did have they recovered in y'all's mind from the uh, the the gaff of basically faking their emissions tests on their diesel vehicles? Does anyone? I don't know if I can anymore? say with any confidence that they recovered yeah. from it. I mean, yeah. I don't think about it, um, but yeah. I don't know. Like, did there 
their sales dip considerably and now they're hurting or, or even uh, because there weren't there a lot of recalls related to fixing yeah. that issue too. Like they didn't get away with just they paying bought, a fine and moving on. They bought back all the diesel vehicles. Yeah. Like I, so I had one I, I of mean, them, but I had sold them right beforehand. It was this crazy deal where they would give you, I think up to three years because my dad had the same car and he kept it is the Jetta TDI. Wow. And they give you up to three years and he basically was just saying like, I'm trying to drive it, but not wreck it. Cause if I wreck it, then I don't get, they won't buy it back. But then they would pay back like, I don't know, 70 or 80% of yeah, their purchase like price or something all, just insane. Just about all yeah. your deprecation. Oh, it's insane. Yeah. That is, that's nuts. No, I, I don't know. I mean, financially, I don't know if they've recovered. I would assume so. Um, reputation wise, I, I honestly, I think that was one of those just sort of goldfish moments for world consumers. We got all excited about it. We were mad. Grr, grr, you big money making company, you. And then 60 days later, we're like, what? What's yeah. emissions? Mm. All right. So wh- when did you say 2015 was when that happened, was it? No, that sounds about right. Yep. Yeah. So they were about two, 240 per share and they took a dip right through to August 20, November 20, and now they're up to 267. So, so yes, but I wonder, I wonder like what it would have looked like had they not had that incident. Like, did they actually, did the price discovery just bake that back in and, and they are where they should be or are they behind by, you know, two years because of it? And we may never mm. know the answer to that question, but my guess is the consumer sentiment has long forgotten that they just lied globally about emissions to, I don't know, get trophies and sell cars. <laughs> this this April Fool's joke thing is just ridiculous because there's even more reports coming out on it like yesterday and today with the SEC going after Volkswagen of America. It's unbelievable. All right, whatever. We can move on from it. I, I feel um, like, yeah. I mean, I get the, the legal context there too, but on April Fool's of all days, if you make a goofy joke like that, I don't know how the SEC wins that case. Right. Right. Like, if you're going to make a joke on April 1st, on April Fool's Day, can you really hold somebody to, like, intentionally trying to manipulate the price? And it's, that's what they're trying to figure out. It's a joke day. Like, it's a whole joke. It's a joke. And they're trying to figure out whether or not the executives intended to move the company's stock right. price. Right. How would you prove? Which is silly. When their job is opinion. to drive up the stock price, that this specific move was intended to do it. Right. As a CEO, and, and if, you need to drive. And on that day, I feel like it would be easy to say, no, it was <laughs> right. a joke. Are you familiar with April Fools? <laughs> uh, okay. Moving anyway. on. I'm over yeah, let's, let uh, Something else that, that, okay, that I found interesting, but actually gets me a little fired up. So Oculus is talking about selling an Oculus 2 that doesn't require a Facebook account. They're offering it for $500 premium over Oculus 2. Of course, Oculus 2 being like that sweet spot price point for yeah. easy to adopt AR uh, or VR gear. Um, but if you drop the requirement to have a Facebook account linked to it, Facebook will sell you one for $500 more. That is a huge premium for just not having to log in. What do you think? Definitely sounds like they're trying to make their money back on not being able to sell you. Yeah, that's well said. That's well said. It's, I'm trying to figure out how much I, I really think it's care interesting. I'm already doing it now. Well, I mean, yeah, you you don't care because you you signed up right away. But yeah, it's uh, and sorry, that wasn't meant to be a shot. It's just 
it's curious to me that they're basically saying your data is worth 500 bucks over the lifetime of a device. I mean, that's kind of uh, what it's worth saying. two worth 200 bucks, worth right? Because the, the headset's no, 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 it's a $500 premium. Oh, $500 premium. in addition, oh, okay. more. It's an $800 okay. set. Yeah, okay. I didn't catch that. I thought you were saying it was 500. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, 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 $500 okay. premium. Yeah, I probably wouldn't do that, but that is really telling mm-hmm. because, well, for one, we've talked about it before, I've always said that the Oculus Quest is severely underpriced. They are buying you. Oh, yeah. Right? They're buying yeah, yeah. your attention. They're buying your time. Um, yeah, yeah, everyone buying everyone has indicated that the, the gear alone costs yeah. less. Than so I guess if they're just saying, look, you don't want to do this, fine, whatever. Give us 800 bucks. We'll call it. We'll call it right. good. And maybe, maybe, it's, it's maybe not saying that you are worth 500 bucks, but they're saying, look, we're going to have enough people. And if somebody wants to do this, let's just at least make a profit on the, the, uh, the hardware. Yeah, I'm curious so, if I that is actually the people. value of the hardware. Yeah. Well, it's not. It's going to be more than... Oh, I ate some, some margin, sure. Yeah, they're probably making 50, but... 60% margin. I don't know. Maybe not. I, I have no idea. I know like margins on mobile phones are very, very slim. Maybe it's the same sort of thing, especially if they're only selling it for 300 bucks currently. I yeah, know. I don't know. I, I think it's a slap in the face to anybody that values their privacy and doesn't want to have a, an online account linked to a gaming headset. Yeah, it's just junk that they don't give you the option either way. But yeah, exactly. Don't you still have an online account when you sign up for Oculus? Like if you're playing it in Steam, you've got an online account. So isn't at some point you're going to have a, an account? Yeah, you would have an online yeah, account. It's, just, it's, not face, it's just not Facebook. It's just not tied to Facebook because now yeah. everything is, my, my, my quest has merged into Facebook. I have a, a two now as well. And through the setup process, it just it essentially forces you to go that route. And now I get notifications on Facebook about friends that have bought quests and to add them on as friends inside Quest. And then when you're in Quest, you get Facebook notifications. It's just it's a little crazy. Just that if you block the ability for your quest to talk to Facebook at all, do you does it stop functioning or do, do you just stop getting all the cross notification crap? Mm, I like, don't know that so you, you set can... it up, you allow the DNS entry to let it talk to Facebook and then you cut it off in your network and make it so nothing can talk to Facebook or even just that device can't talk to Facebook. Mm, yeah, does, it, does it break the Oculus or does I it just... It. I doubt it. It's just going to break the social, social aspect of it. Do, yeah. do your Great. screens just say, that's please what I want to break. Well, yeah, exactly. That's that's what right I wonder. Because sometimes, sometimes eyes. when you yeah. stop allowing devices to communicate with the mothership, they stop functioning because they'll yeah. they'll just keep coming back to errors or, or login screens, like you were saying. But other times, uh, it just it moves on, right? And mm. it, and it's trying to send all that data home or collect other data, and it can't. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I it's I I use a pie hole, right? So it's a whole home. Uh, DNS blocker. It's one of many mm. layers for ad blocking among other things, but it's also uh, designed to block malicious content to some extent as well. It's it's really funny because if I go into my interface, you can see all those statistics, and uh, you know any given day, my pie hole blocks roughly fifty percent of all DNS requests and just drops it into you know a, a black hole. That's that's sure. kind of the joke, the name. Mm. And um, I mean, as an example, uh, I don't, I forget what the timeline here is. I think it's 24 hours, but it's, uh, my pie hole has serviced 160,000 requests and 77,000 of them have been rejected. And if I look at the top offenders, they're usually like Microsoft APIs for just collecting random crap and, and Amazon the same, right? It's all the Echo devices just constantly phoning random crap home. 
but all of those things still work. They, they just don't send usage data back to, to the mothership anymore. And it's thousands a second. That's insane. Yeah. <laughs> and you wonder why your power bill is high. <laughs> True. All right. Let me you get your take solar on this. Panels yet? Yeah, that's a good what'd question. You, what'd you say? You got your, your solar, solar panels, panels yet? No, 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 no. It, uh, things got delayed for various reasons. My uh, particular munis- municipality requires a couple of hearings that my sub had to go and actually be in in person these days, which is a little odd, but uh, it got through it easily. There's a subcommittee and then there's like the city hall or something like that. And both of them just, you know, uh, yays across the board. Um, and then uh, there's a particular rebate in my area that comes from our um, delivery companies so Encore here. I heard that name a few times from the Texas winter electricity debacle. And that mm. has uh, just timeline issues, I guess, would be the easiest way to say it. So basically waiting for the next tranche of that rebate and then should kick it off. It looks like maybe in May, but not nice. yet. That'd be cool. Yeah. They're worth having. I'm going to come yeah, over I'm there and charge it. all my stuff yeah. at your house. Ah. Okay. I, I'm super curious on this. HBO Max. I don't know that either of y'all use it or watch it, but I'm, but what I'm curious about is whether you would make this decision. They are now opening up an ad supported tier. It's nine 99 a month. You still pay to watch HBO Max for the, for the gift of ads. Yes. Do you want to, do you know how much you're saving per month to then do the ad supported version? $2, five bucks. It's $5 less than the Ugh. standard 1499 a month. So instead of paying 15 bucks a month, you're going to pay 10 bucks a month to save five bucks a month. And you're going to watch ads. That's terrible. Thank you. I mean, HBO, I guess you're going to find a lot of people. I don't, I don't know. I don't. Well, obviously they don't get a lot of ad revenue. <laughs> well, I don't know. Or they're greedy AF. They've never done ad revenue, but then they watch YouTube come out with the fact that they're doing almost 30 billion in revenue on a month or in a quarter rather ads Ad revenue, like crazy yeah. yes wild so like yeah let's just do this and they're gonna make more oh. money than 15 bucks a month off of those anyway whatever but yeah that's nuts well, it depends i guess how many ads they play in between as well like youtube you get two ads at start and then every now and again an ad it's it's not that much but if you're watching show on stand tv you get 10 ads so how many ads is hbo max putting in yeah i don't know they're not saying and yeah and then like for our cable tv here in australia uh with foxtel we get 10 to 15 ads in between um each sort of section of the show so there'll be three ad breaks with 10 or 15 ads and you're paying you listen to the radio lately like over the air radio no no i can't take it it's I unreal. got in my car and my phone didn't connect for some reason and I got a normal radio station and I just, I went crazy. So my, this, that old car that I got, it's, the, it's a 2005 um, that I was restoring and it hasn't, you, you've no way to connect a smartphone to it. It has no audio jack. It has no, you know, <laughs> nothing, um, no, no Bluetooth. You can just play, well, you can play CDs, DVDs, or listen to the radio. Um, oh, radio is fancy. terrible. Terrible, terrible, terrible. I will drive and go pick up some food and come home. 30 minute round trip. I might hear two songs. Maybe That's two songs. Awful. Yeah. It is awful. Yep. And I don't think for HBO that you're going to get a situation where they say, We're only going to serve this many ads. And they're never no going to say that. They're going to get as many as they want. That's right. They're going to twist that dial. They're going to say, Oh, let's try to run this type of ad for this long and blah, 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 blah. 
Y'all, I lost like, track of how many times I just left YouTube videos because of the forced double ads. Yeah. Like I'll I'll click on something that seems kind of interesting and like it'll start and then I'll hit one of those double ads and I'm like skip 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 and when it doesn't skip and then it goes to another ad I'm like done and I just leave it. I I do not have yeah. the attention to deal with that. I cannot stand it. I I they just I I don't know. Yeah. Where do I check I the box you. that says I'm not going to buy your stuff? Yeah. <laughs> but that, but that's it. I I would not buy HBO Max for ads to be like that. Like if it was yeah. only maybe two ads, like if it was a short break or something for like two two ads in between whenever they come on, that's fine. But I'll yeah, pay the bro. extra five bucks. For, and, no service And I should say this. like no not service. for a paid service. That's the thing. Yeah, no paid I, service no. does ads. I, I hate ads, but if I'm, if I'm consuming something that's free, I understand why they're there. It doesn't make me any less angry about it if, if they're there and I don't want them there. But if I'm paying for something and there's ads, like I, that's table flipping, irritating, right? Yeah. Like just no. <laughs> I expect HBO to shut this down. I, I don't that's think what it will. Just like, to fail catastrophically, right? Yeah. With, with our Australian cable here now, we get ads, but we get the same amount of ads that we get for our free to wear. And we're paying for them. So it's, yeah, I would not pay for ads. Okay, cool. No Just make sure I wasn't crazy. Mm. Denied. All right, All right, moving on to something a little more, uh, I don't know, fun, lighthearted. Okay. Uh, so I stumbled on an article. Snapchat and, and Supreme Court thing? No. No, you can, <laughs> okay. you can bring up whatever garbage <laughs> pile that is in a minute. It's um, terrible. No, I, I read an article. It was fun. And there was a uniquely Canadian internet outage uh, in, in a small town in British Columbia. I say small town. I don't know what size it is, but it's called Tumblr Ridge. So I'm going to go with not the biggest. And if I'm wrong, I don't know, shame me on the interwebs. Anyways, uh, this, this town, Tumblr Ridge, British Columbia, 900 internet users had a uh, sudden oh, and catastrophic outage Sorry. Um, because a beaver chewed through the fiber lines. <laughs> I would expect that. Go look <laughs> at Tumblr Ridge. And I got Ridge. a huge kick out of that. <laughs> Go to Google Tumblr Ridge and yeah, it is gorgeous. gorgeous. British it Columbia is. is pretty gorgeous all oh my goodness. around. I'm Googling it the, right now. The Bewey Glacier Falls. Yeah. B-U-L-L-E-Y. Glacier Falls. That's the wrong Bewey. Yeah. Nah, that's pretty. That's really pretty. Also, those I, falls are awesome, and I love waterfalls. And that's I think sweet. I talked over you with my reaction to Tumblr Falls and, or Tumblr Ridge and some jokes. I'm sorry. I'm kind of I'm kind of hyped today. But you said a beaver <laughs> chewed through a fiber line? It did. How? It did. They're buried, and, right? and it was funny. Yeah, exactly. So they were tunneling and, uh, uh, and and they chewed through it. Yeah, it's, uh, I, I mean, I guess that makes sense. Maybe. I don't know. Beavers, I didn't know beavers really. tunnel. I, I, this is why it's a uniquely Canadian problem because I don't think we have a lot of beavers, certainly not in Texas. I'm sure we do in certain parts of the United States. I thought they just but, built like large bird nests called beaver nests on the ground. They don't tunnel through stuff. Apparently they do. Apparently they're wrong about beavers. Apparently they like the taste of fiber too. Slash, it doesn't matter. They'll chew through anything. That's the beavers are so cool. I, I think like what a ridiculous animal um, taking live trees down to build massive, as you say, on ground nests is pretty funny all by itself. But uh, yeah, they chew through it. And it's somebody uh, or in the article that I read short as it was from ours, it talked about uh, how it kind of highlighted an issue that we have uh, in lots of the world where fiber lines, especially critical fiber lines to certain municipalities and stuff like that are not redundant. You know, it's all just one link in and, Best wow. of luck. And it is way up there too. 
It's way up there. Yeah, like I think I'm I think I'm safe on the small town. <laughs> uh yeah. It is way up there. Yep. Like as far north as yeah, anyway, whatever. It's halfway up British Columbia, way away from the border. What else we got? I'm gonna try to come down off of my my craziness today. What you got? What you got? What's what tell me about this Snapchat thing? You you peaked. Yeah, okay. So this is another thing. Like, what what would y'all say? These are the kind of conversations I love. Put you in this position. Pretend like you're on the Supreme Court. So the Supreme Court heard an argument yesterday over whether public schools may discipline students over off-campus speech. Remember that part, quote, off-campus speech. At the center of the case is Brandy Levy, who was suspended from the varsity cheerleading squad over a 2017 profanity-laced Snapchat post from the then 14-year-old. So this is years ago. Uh, Levy argued the suspension violated her First Amendment rights. Levy's lawyers argued that the Supreme Court precedent, Tinker versus Des Moines, a ruling from 1969 that states public schools have broader authority to regulate speech that could significantly disrupt the school's work. It doesn't apply to this case as the post was made on a weekend outside of school. Now, I wouldn't have made the argument that way, but fine, whatever, call it. It was made on a weekend outside of school. The school board argued that the time and place of the student's speech is irrelevant as the internet is universal. Nope. Hard no. Hard no for me. I, I look, I'm all for, we talked about this. There's what, what people sort of think of as free speech and what probably is protected by that from a U.S. constitutional perspective are, are very likely not the same thing. I think a lot of people misunderstand it. But in this case, a public school system is a public entity. A public entity has no business regulating anyone's speech outside of the bounds of classroom disruption, which I, I appreciate that there is a fuzzy line there. But I, I remember having these problems in, in our school growing up where um, in a, we the school would take action or try to take action as an example for fights that happened outside of school. Mm-hmm. And some of them were tangentially related, like a fight maybe started on a bus which is still sort of in the school system's purview. And then maybe the blows didn't really happen until they got off the bus. Well, okay, maybe there's an argument there, right? But you run into somebody in a park on the weekend and you get in a fight, that is a different system that should be dealing with that, not the public school system. And this is particularly true of the fact that it is a public school system. This is this is uh, like the public school system in the United States is made available to all students, right? It is it is free. It is built into local and state taxes, and I'm sure there's yeah, federal programs free. for that money as it's well. Built into well, the it's, local it's, taxes. Yeah, it's free in the sense that it's available to everyone, regardless of what your economic situation. Yeah, yeah. Is. That's sure, what I mean sure, by yeah. free. Um, so, if it's a private school, all bets are off. Private schools operate as private businesses, and they can say, "I don't like the way your hair smells," and you're no longer allowed to come here. That's okay by by this free speech sure. standard. Public schools do not get to do that, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Yep. Totally what about agree. you, Kieran? Do y'all yeah, have free it's... speech in Australia? Uh, <laughs> I'm talking to you now, aren't I? Uh, well, I'm just saying, does the queen tell you what you can and can't say? <laughs> uh, she, she lives too far away. She's too she far doesn't away. Care. Yeah. She doesn't care. <laughs> um, no, but... I mean, I, I completely agree. Now, the difference, I guess, here in what Tyler's argument is there is that we have school uniforms, whereas I think every pro- public school in the US doesn't have a school uniform. Is that 
Oh, I, pretty, I don't some know. Exceptions. I don't know that I can say every um, yeah. okay. public schools. I, I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. Most I see, I number don't, then. I think. 99.9% yeah. of public schools do not have uniforms. He okay. just made that number up. I, I don't know the answer. I just, I don't want to say every, be because it wouldn't surprise me if there is one. That's so what basically I'm saying. He, he, uh, <laughs> it generally would get. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> Kieran, go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Gen- okay. So generally, the way we the situation would unfold here in Australia is if you were like it was up off the school bus and off somewhere else, if the, they were still in a school uniform, then it's the school's issue. Mm. So, but then it being a weekend thing, school wouldn't get involved. That's an interesting nuance. Yeah, so she had posted that kind of makes sense in her yeah. school uniform or in her cheerleading uniform or whatever, representing the school. Associates. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Something that associates. It's interesting. That that makes a little bit more sense, right? Because to some extent, you're representing the school, and that yeah. that would be true if you were in a uniform. Exactly. But but I would I would even say in that case, in the United States, I would say that's up to a coach and the athletic organization, not the school board. In in my opinion, or the the school administration, because those are different things. Teams have much more latitude, in my opinion, should have more latitude to determine what behaviors they're trying to instill in students or yeah. people that are on the team. But that's a coach decision. And, and p- parents can push back against it. Kids can push back against it. But the, the school administration, I don't think, should have any business with what you do outside of school, completely outside of school. So she I don't like the precedent it sets. So she, but that's that you, so you just got into the nuance, next nuance I wanted to talk about though, is she wasn't suspended from the school. She was suspended from the varsity cheerleading squad. So the coach and if of the varsity the cheerleading, cheerleading team, coach made that, that decision. Yeah. That, that is fine because I feel like a right. coach on a team in school can suspend anybody from going out and doing the thing that they want to schools already do it for grades. Schools do it for bad behavior inside of the yeah. school. A coach has more latitude to say, these right. are not behaviors we want to see. Yeah. But I don't feel like the school, this, it, that's a fine line. And, and maybe I'm you know poking a, a bee's nest by saying this, but I think a coach on a team has more latitude to say what a player can and can't do on or off the court, if you will, than a school administrator does in the same context, Steven. Sure. Now, now does, it, does a coach actually differ in opinion from the school administration? Maybe not. Maybe it's the same umbrella and, yeah. and I'm, I'm, I'm talking out of both sides of my face, but, but I, I do think there's a difference there. What about the fact that it was four years ago? That's crazy. Hmm. Yeah. That's one of those where, yeah, I, that's a, I think that's a different problem altogether, right? Because we, we have a bad habit of, I think, I, I'm going to say, I think it's a bad habit of finding, digging up really old stuff. And my issue with it isn't that it isn't terrible because potentially it is, right? And that it isn't necessarily representative of the person because it might be. But when we find something really old that is ugly, I'll say ugly, just big umbrella term for it. Sure. My opinion should be, you give the person a chance to respond. People change, right? Like people can make an active decision to say, yeah, I, I grew up in a weird place and that was acceptable behavior. And I think it's deplorable. And if I could rewind the clock and not be that person, I would. Now, yeah. if they come out and they're like, yeah, no, I high fives all around. I still totally support yeah, that. Then I shame them just destroy them again. on the internet. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like we talk about cancel culture. <laughs> I don't like the idea of taking something that's that old and saying like, okay, delete their, 
fame life. or money yeah. or whatever life. Yeah. Mm. But, but if they come out and they're like, yeah, I, I, I look back on myself five years ago and, and I'm embarrassed. Well, good. That's how you're supposed to grow up, right? Everybody. Yeah. If you're not a little ashamed of who you were five years ago, you probably should reinvestigate how you're approaching life. But uh, I, I, I think the discourse is what's important there, right? Mm. Yeah. Some sort, but no, yeah. I, I mean, a 14-year-old saying something stupid online four years ago, yeah. think, just think about that for a second. Right. It's, is that every 14-year-old? What, but what are you <laughs> teaching them? You, if you want to teach a 14-year-old not to say stupid shit on the internet because people are always going to be able to see it and it, and it looks bad, right? It's yeah. a reputation thing. Yeah. Then you teach it to them when they're 14. Yeah. You don't hold it against them mm. when they're 16. Yeah. yeah. I've got Strong it on Twitter when obviously. I was 14. God, me that too. Way. Yeah. Karen, which thing? And I feel for my kids. Yeah. Should there be some sort of statute of limitations on this? You know, if it's, if it's, you know, more than two years ago or I don't know, whatever. Well, should it be brought back up? Because like, is it still associated? Like what's the impact? Yeah. It's, I mean, if it, if it happened within that week, given what it was, if it was played at the school and kids around the school are still playing it or something like that, sure. School should get involved in that point. And the, but Outside of that, it happened on the weekend. It's up to the parents. That should be the case closed. It feel I, I like that. It feels like it's it's another example of the Streisand effect, where like the school doesn't want to associate with somebody who would talk like this. <laughs> That's a good but point. But then it goes all the way to the Supreme Court of the United States, and now the school is drug into it, and everyone's going to yeah, go watch should... the video. Everyone's going to see the like. There are going to be under the microscope. It's crazy. Yep. Right. So and let's more name the school names. Let's name the administrator's names. Like let's let's, let's name the let's coach. Name them. I'm you know what's going to happen to the coach? Somebody's going <laughs> to yeah. go through everything the coach has ever said and try to ever pull them said. apart. Like it's just. And this is this is where things get really. Uh, I, I this is where the slippery slope starts, though. And this yeah. is why I think I think especially in a public school context, boundaries matter a lot because the school isn't. And shouldn't be responsible for making sure kids are protecting their reputation outside of school. Again, there's a little bit of a fuzzy line there when it comes to coaches and teams because there, I think there are a difference. Um, there's a difference there, but it's it, it's somebody else's responsibility when you're outside of school hours and school grounds or school trips, stuff like that. Because some of that stuff happens outside of normal schools. It, and and really, I think Kieran nailed it. It falls to parents. So parents should be the ones responsible for explaining to their 14-year-old that that was a bad look and you don't want that in your life or your history, but uh, not to, yep. that's all I got. Well, there you I go. Remember, Aaron, this, this is going to be a funny, uh, you know, rewind of the clock. Do you remember when uh, our school district banned wearing Coca-Cola branded stuff? because of the deal they made with Dr. Pepper for vending machines? No. That you don't remember that? It was, it, it was like Schimmelfinnick time, Ryan. So right around yeah. when we met, it was it was middle school. And uh, the, the Plano Independent School District made a deal, or I believe it was Plano Independent School District, so PISD. You couldn't wear a shirt with like a Coca-Cola logo? They exclusively... <laughs> they exclusively... Well, here, here's how it worked out. If, if and, and this is a long time ago, so I probably don't remember every detail here. But basically, they made a deal to exclusively vend... Dr. Pepper products instead of Coca-Cola products. So, you know, big shift. Oh, I remember. I and, drank a lot of Dr. Pepper. And kids Pepper, protested. Kids protested. And when they protested, they started wearing 
Coca-Cola shirts and making a big deal about it. And one of the things that the administration did as an overstep was to ban wearing Coca-Cola t-shirts in an attempt to stop like this protest. And like, talk about playing with fire. Kids got pissed. And oh, I mean, it was, but it was this. I'd be writing Coca-Cola on my arm. What do you want me to cut my (laughs) arm off? (laughs) You know, I don't know, whatever. Like, well, and, uh, and what do you expect? Like, I remember, uh, what I, what did I have? Uh, oh, oh, I wore a shirt that I got in um, Durango, Colorado. We're it, talking about, we're talking about middle well, schoolers. It, middle school, exactly. This, this is actually a high school story. I got okay. a shirt, um, which, which at this point was probably like six years old because I just I loved wearing the same shirts for as long. Is this as the raft possible. naked? I mean, one? it was faded. It was. I got it in Durango, Colorado. <laughs> went shirt. whitewater rafting. Raft <laughs> naked. It puts color in your cheeks. Awesome shirt. <laughs> funny. I'd had it for ages. I wore it to school over and over and over again. You know, not not it's day the top after shirt day. I but, ever remember you like, wearing. <laughs> I. It was a comfortable shirt. It fit well. I thought it was funny. It was great. Well, okay. Go to like. I think it was my senior year in in high school my senior senior high school and the assistant principal's walking down the hall and sees me in the shirt and she's like oh no that's unacceptable you can't wear that shirt and i'm like this shirt that i've been wearing for a decade in oh no he froze because who cares honestly who cares Hmm. and and she's she said no no joke like you're coming to the office right now and we are putting you in a different shirt and i'm like this is not happening this guy, and I'm, I mean, a high school student, I'm getting all pushed back, you know, I'm flaring up just like I do now. Right. And she gets me in the office. She puts me in another room. She has me change shirts and she has me change into this obnoxiously large t-shirt, like obnoxiously large. Cause it's all they had. It was like a triple XL sure. like Plano senior high school I mean, t-shirt. Yeah. This thing goes down to my knees <laughs> and, and well, wait a second. If it goes down to my knees, it's a dress that meets code. So I dropped my shorts and walked out. She was not happy. And she did win that fight. I did not win that fight, but I felt like uh, I made a pretty good point. <laughs> uh, and uh, she remember. threatened to keep the shirt forever. It was just so stupid. Dude, I can remember senior year. The only, the closest thing I had to that was me walking off campus. And you can remember Plano Senior High, where all the buildings kind of come together. It's the end of school and I'm leaving. I'm on the phone talking to my mom. Principal walks by me and he says, Hey, I need your phone. I said, what are you talking about? And he said, no phones on campus. I said, I'm leaving school's over. I'm on the phone with my mom. We have to meet up. He said, doesn't matter. Give me your phone. And I'm on the phone with my mom. I'm like, Hey, I got to hang, hand the phone over. And he just takes it from me, hangs up and walks away. It's terrible. Unbelievable. So I'm like, I don't know if this happens to everybody's campus. Plano went through a phase slash maybe it's still there. I don't know. I guess I'll find out if when my kids get back, of course, we're not Plano anymore. Um, but they had like this ultra zero tolerance policy for all the things. Yeah. And so if there was, you know, it's like if you couldn't have color in your hair and you started getting gray early, they'd kick you out or something. <laughs> I mean, I'm obviously I'm ex- using hyperbole here, but it was absurd how far they would take certain quote infractions. And uh, there was there was no leniency is not even the word I'm looking for. Just there's no consideration for circumstance at all. Like, yeah. like Aaron's story, right? It was, yeah. it was just, it was crazy. Unreal. All right. What are the tech news we got? Anything else we need to make sure we touch on? Uh, yeah, this one's a bit of a, well, it's probably not as sad as, um, as quippy, but, um, Microsoft has announced that it will be retiring the default font Calibri. 
What? Really? Yeah. After 15 years of good service, it's uh, they're going to retire it as the default. So they have. Well, it'll a, still be in there, but just won't be the default. Uh, I believe it will still be in there. Yeah, it just won't be um, default. Just like time, um, Times New Roman. <laughs> sure. Yeah. So they've done the same, same deal. Yeah. Um, but they haven't picked a new uh, font family for it yet. Wait, what? Okay, that's absurd. Mm. Then why would you announce that you're retiring something as? fundamental as a default font if you don't know what's coming next like why why is this even news i don't know it just says get out of here get yourself an order microsoft (laughs) get yourself it's terrible i'm sorry i can't i I don't even follow that what's happening it'd be good starting in may I guess, oh, com- but they didn't. If they announced it, it as a competition, I'd be more okay with it. Like, no, hey guys, we're just, we're retiring this. Give us give us the new one. No, no, they're just going to retire it, and you have to pick the font you want every time you open a Word document. That would have been okay too <laughs> if they said it. <laughs> don't retire. That's like that's like saying I'm done pick driving my old car, and you don't have a new car or an alternative form of transportation. Dude, that's a bit of a pun it's there. Dumb. Pick your character. Like at the beginning of a video game, ah. but the character like a letter. Okay, never mind. I get it. I got it. No, player we got one. It. it was hilarious. Oh, hey, speaking of player one, this is the last bit of news I care to talk about. Um, was uh, Sony minted a new AI that is designed to actually provide a good player two in video games to help uh, you know folks that just want to play casually but want like a real assistant player two, and and so Sony mm. produced an AI That's to basically cool. give you a goose in your game. Pretty cool. That's awesome. That'd be cool. It'd be awesome if they also did like machine learning or something as well. So then, as your skills as a player gets better, ah, the yeah. the, yeah, the, uh, the AI backs off. Yeah. yeah. I, my or guess is the problem lame, with that. Just go do it for you. <laughs> right. Yeah. My my guess is that the issue with that would be computation in yeah. in process. Right. So like you think when you're teaching an AI, it's really resource intensive. Once you've trained an AI, it can do its thing. It can do it with a light lift or a much lighter lift anyways. Mm -hmm. So if you actually took an AI and you're trying to teach it in the game, you you almost need like a a daughter processor to do that. You could kind of, you could kind of automate it in a sense of the game grading your playing ability, which isn't that difficult to do. Right. You almost need like multiple AI to, to and then it'll level the, yeah, it just levels the player too, based off of that. That's yeah. cool. Yeah, just have a few. Okay. Sorry. No, I'm sorry, man. I'm uh, just, no, you're right. <laughs> I'm just like on today. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, no, I was just going to say, like, it, one way they could do it for for rating is like FPS, for example, if your bullets are hitting the um, your targets or not, and then work it out from that. And it's just a light load sure. there, so yeah. you get fire assist or something like that as part of it, but. Yeah. Cool. Anyways, That's I thought awesome. it was neat. It's fun. Mm-hmm. I, I, we said it a thousand times. I think it's going to be true. AI is going to be everywhere. You talk about software eating the world. Um, I think AI is going to get its fingers into everything, like all of it. And, yeah. and talking about AI machine learning, good segue. Um, for You can now teach Google Assistant how to pronounce names. Oh. So uh, they give an example in uh, a demo video where the name is Lumuel, I think it is, L-U-M-U-E-L, and um, the Google Assistant pronounces it incorrectly, and you just press a button, you say it, and it will work. Yeah. 
That's yeah. cool. And they claim that they don't keep a recording. It is just the Google Assistant learning how Doing to it locally. pronounce. Yeah. Wow. That's pretty how would they? How do they do that? How would well, it would be a lo- it'd be a, like a it'd be like a local oh, they don't dictionary keep the on your phone, but they just yeah, it's, okay. yeah. Just, it, just, it means they that they're they going to mispronounce it on every other device still. Yeah, or they just learn. Well, oh, they can learn the inflection, but they don't have to. Mm. They can learn the inflection and say, okay, this is how this wants this needs to be pronounced for this user. Sure, but they don't have to keep your voice of you saying it. I guess there's a yeah. difference. Yeah, so well, it, but it could be it could be both. It might also only pronounce it correctly locally instead of pushing it out to every Google Assistant device. Unless I'm, I mean, I didn't read the article, so I don't know. I'm just yeah. speculating. Yeah, it could be any of those. <sighs> All right, there's like 18 other things cool. I want to talk about, but we need to we need to chill. We need to cut. Yeah, we got to shut it go. down. Yeah, go do stuff. With you my need wife. to drink another Red Bull, <laughs> dude. I've had no coffee this morning, but I, there's a lot. Like she wants to go run a half marathon through the woods today for her birthday. Yeah, and happy so birthday! You guys are so up. weird. There, I said it. Yeah, I'm taking the <laughs> afternoon off and uh, gonna go trail running. Healthy, the mud. I meant healthy. Thirteen. That does miles. sound like kind of fun way to break your ankles. Mm. <laughs> I don't think uh, we haven't had any space news, have we? Really. Uh, we do. I've got one here. Um, astronaut. We, we got to talk about that one. That, yeah, that was the and one then, I was going to bring up. Yeah. Down. Okay. Yeah. Uh, he passed away at age ninety from an unspecified type of cancer. He piloted the historic Apollo Eleven mission that landed the first humans on the moon. Mm-hmm. So. And he was the astronaut who did not get to go down to the moon's surface. He got to fly around in the capsule for. Was like thirty six hours, forty eight hours, something like that. All yeah. by his lonesome. Bit of yep. bit of peace um, and quiet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but to go all that um, way, he has well, the famous you know, photo too of of everyone in the world except for Michael Collins because it's him taking yeah. a photo of the lunar lander cool. with the Earth in the background over the moon, and it's him, you know, taking awesome. the photo. It's kind of funny. That is, that's neat. Um, there was also a neat story I saw about that because obviously there was a, a good bit of news, you know, sort of around his death. And um, but I didn't know this, but apparently he was supposed to be part of, I believe it was Apollo 8, um, but ended up having spinal surgery. And it prevented him from being in the Apollo 8 crew, which basically paved the way for him to be part of Apollo 11, which was just absolutely um, you know, groundbreaking for uh, for the world, I would say, right? Because that that's the 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 lander was, of course, Neil Armstrong, and um, I just blanked. Who's the Buzz other? Aldrin. Aldrin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Buzz yeah. Buzz Aldrin. Um, and so, it, like, you think landing on the moon, you you think those two guys' names. It's pretty fascinating that mm. Michael Collins was uh, in the mix and was the one who didn't get to put his boots down too. Well, it's funny. I wonder. I the, he did I wonder, the same thing. I wonder how that ate. felt. Yeah. You're probably right, because the eight, the the whole, the mission of the eight was to go do exactly what Michael did, which is just to go up right. there, orbit the moon, and come back home. Well, and, and yeah, I think that's why to the eleven. Yeah, I think that's why part of the reason he was assigned to that particular job too is that that was that was effectively what he was trained for, but didn't actually go on that mission. So, um, anyways, I, I thought that was interesting and mm-hmm. uh, it was pretty neat. It would, I'm sure somebody picked his brain on that, and, and I'm also sure, like, just being part of that momentous occasion is huge. But you got to wonder if there's at least a little pang of jealousy that he didn't get to be a Buzz Aldrin or, or Neil Armstrong in that case. Not anymore, yeah. you know, because he's dead. Yeah. And on that note, that brings oh another goodness. tech breakfast podcast <laughs> to a close. Thank y'all for joining us, Karen. It was a pleasure having you on. Always love that Australian perspective, upside down as it may be. 
Thank you, everybody, for listening to us. Thanks for supporting us. Thanks for spreading it around. Have a great Friday. Enjoy your weekend, and we'll talk to you next week. Peace. Adios. (laughs) 